You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. All right. uh, We've certainly heard lots of chatter in regard to a truce or a ceasefire of some sort between Hamas and Israel. Uh, Obviously, uh, U.S. Secretary of State uh, Blinken trying very hard to to accommodate or push forward the idea. And now it looks like Israel says no peace deal without a total victory. Let's bring in Arl Brown, a professor of international relations, senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto, and here now. Arl, thank you for the time. Hope you're well. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Arl, on uh, the statement from Netanyahu that total victory over Hamas is the only alternative here? Well, this is a statement uh, that actually was also made by the major Western powers. So now it's being portrayed as just some kind of extreme statement. But the reality Mm. is that there had been a consensus. This is where there was more clarity that both for the sake of Israel, but also for the people of Gaza, Hamas had to be removed. That meant total victory. Hamas could not have a role. In this proposal that came back from Hamas, was the type that would go counter not just what Israel had uh, expressed, but also what the Western powers had expressed. Because what Hamas basically was demanding was that in exchange for the remaining hostages whom they kidnapped against international law, uh, uh, and after having committed some of the most horrific crimes uh, in modern history, they wanted the Israeli forces to draw completely from Gaza, Then there would be massive aid coming in to rebuild. They they would get to stay in power, even though they are largely defeated militarily. And so it is difficult to see how anybody would would accept that. And uh, you have uh, Anthony Blinken, who somehow seems to think that, yes, this is kind of uh, bad. And uh, Biden said this is uh, somewhat over the top. But let's see if we can find something, anything. And this just encourages Hamas to believe that they don't need to surrender, they don't need to leave, that they can somehow hope that pressure will increase on Israel, that Israel will be portrayed as a recalcitrant party, uh, and uh, that uh, what they are proposing, basically, that they would restore themselves and that they would be able to commit the same crimes over and over again would become acceptable. Um, obviously, uh, Israel not happy until Hamas is completely out of the picture. They have, um, um, they're, they're dead against anything that leaves Hamas in control of Gaza. Who is going to then control Gaza if it's not Israel or it's not Hamas? We have to see what happens at the end of the conflict. And sometimes, you know, when you are in a war, uh, you don't do the, uh, detailed planning uh, at the beginning. It wasn't done during the Second World War. Mm. What uh, the uh, Allied powers said at that point, that the Axis powers, the Nazis, have committed such horrific crimes together with the Japanese militaries as well as uh, the Italian fascists that they needed to have unconditional surrender. And after that, they devised administrative bodies. They uh, uh, had a transition period and they eventually created successful uh, democracy. So the demand now to say, you're in the middle of a war, but give us detailed planning of exactly what's going to happen, and that this burden somehow belongs entirely to Israel, which had been the victim of this horrific attack, and uh, that is facing an enemy that uh, declares very openly 
that if they were to reconstitute themselves, they would not only not change their ways, but they would continue mm-hmm. the same kind of uh, massacres until uh, eradicating the state of Israel. And so in that kind of situation, uh, this uh, attempt at negotiationism, this kind of uh, uh, belief that somehow you could have all these details in place of what would occur while Hamas is still hanging on in, in Rafa, while uh, uh, the hostages are still uh, being held by Hamas, is not particularly uh, realistic. And I think this is one of the things that Hamas is counting on, that by having these kind of demands on the table, they believe that somehow Israel, from internal pressure from the hostage families, and it's very understandable that if you have a loved one who has been kidnapped, is being tortured, and we know what Hamas has done, you would say, give them anything. Uh, But a state has to look at the larger picture and say, well, what is the result? When they traded uh, 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 terrorists, one single hostage, uh, uh, a soldier, Shalit, they gave over a thousand terrorists over. One of them was uh, Yahya Sinwar, who's the leader of the militant uh, uh, military wing of, uh, of, of Hamas. And so we have to ask ourselves, what would we in Canada do if we were in the same kind of position? What would any other state do if they were in, in that position? But this is what uh, terrorists and this is what dictatorships count on. This is the kind of thing that Vladimir Putin is counting on, that somehow, no matter how uh, repugnant his aggression was against Ukraine, somehow Western countries will tire. They will want to negotiate at our costs uh, uh, and that eventually he would prevail. And this is, in a sense, what we need to resist. This is why we have to go back to the basic principles and 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 say to ourselves, uh, did we not have a, a clear consensus? Did we not have more clarity about what needs to happen? Why mm-hmm. would we deviate from that? Arl Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. Arl, as always, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.